Quero a vida pacata que acata o destino Sem desatino Sem birra nem moça Que só coça quando lhe dá comichão E à frente uma estrada não muito encurvada Atrás a carroça Grande idosa que eu posso arrastar Sem fazer pó no chão Já agora a gravata com o noque Bem o pescoço para que o tremoço, o almoço e o alvoroço demorem a entrar Quero ter um sofá e no peito um crachá Quero ser funcionário Com cargo honorário e carga de horário E um ponto a picar Vou dizer que sim, ser assim, assim Assim na verdade Ágeis de sonho que desde rebento a All right, hello everyone. You should. Why do people say all right? I'm gonna. I'm gonna try again. Greetings, everyone. This is uh, the man they call Bicycle Mark. With you on this podcast. Now, those of you who are not with it, who don't know, or not in the know when it comes to podcasts. Normally, this program is uh, usually, normally, often. Interviews, interviews with people, sometimes sitting with me, sometimes sitting far away and contacting me via Skype or whatever, computer communication. But today, it's a stream of consciousness. Consciousness? Consciousness. And uh, that's a type of podcast that existed, exists still, and once thrived on the internet. Now, not so much, not so many stream of consciousness. Perhaps... Perhaps there's something wrong with it. I don't know, but I like it. And I think it's important to occasionally go back to your roots. Now, I am driving, so you're hearing the sounds uh, of the road. Uh, my windows are closed. And you're also hearing the sound of a driver who is focusing. Um, where am I driving? I'm in the countryside in west-central Portugal. I just passed a town called Cadaval. And if you know Cadaval... Well, then you deserve you deserve a prize, is what you deserve. And if you got a prize from Cadaval, it would probably be a bottle of wine or a bunch of pears, because those are the two things that this region produces. And as I tell you that, I'm looking ahead... I'm doing a lot of turning, but I'm looking ahead at non-stop fields of grapes. This is the white wine country. One of the white wine countries of Portugal. There are many. And I'm here because this is the ancestral land of me. Yeah, I speak like an American, but I... Ooh. I am from here. That was a big tractor trailer. Um, my family comes from here. And as a result, since I was a child, I have been going along this road. Once a year, usually in the summer. This is my environment. And it's somehow hard for people to process this. Perhaps because I'm an American, besides being Portuguese. Perhaps because I speak with an American accent. Perhaps... Because, I don't know, I don't fit in maybe, I smile too much, I'm a little different here, but regardless, this is the origins of me. One half anyway, my mother's side. My father's side is from the north of Portugal, but it's again, very similar, just a little flatter than this hilly, hilly world over here. So I'm just driving away from Cadaval, heading to a city you'd also never hear of called Caldas de Rainha, and that is where I sleep at the moment. And that'll that'll change soon. I'll be staying out here, and um, I'm based here this month. I'll be based here again next month. Uh, 
because I am doing, uh, uh, I'm taking care of my family. Uh, my grandmother is in the hospital just up the road with a broken leg, uh, and it's a really slow recovery. She broke her femur, and she's in the hospital uh, occasionally doing some physical therapy, not doing much, trying to convince her to do needlepoint as she so often has in her life. But it's hard because she's very discouraged. Now, my job is to be here and visit, but also my grandfather, who's 91 years old, uh, is uh, home and needs help. He is very slow and weak, uh, though in his weakness, very strong. Um, and he can't see very much. So he needs help with food and uh, a couple of other things. He dresses himself, but he could always use a hand around the house. I am not the only one helping, but I am one a person who's helping, and part of my task is to take him to the hospital as often as possible, which lately means every day, and to work from here, um, to stay the night sometimes, because he shouldn't be left alone. So that's all to summarize the fact that I'm in Portugal on family business, and uh, I'm very happy to do it. I, I tell you, it, of course, everything gives you cause for, for thought and reflection and this well my engine is terrible but okay it's a very old car um, but doing this first of all I think it's rare uh, rare on many levels to get to do something like this one many people don't have their grandparents especially not at the age of where am I I'm 32 you, you probably don't have your grandparents anymore they usually don't last this long my grandparents are a dare to last the other, and this is a big one, is that even if you do have your grandparents around the age of 30, still around, you rarely are able, unless you live in the same town, unless you live in the same town, but still, you are rarely able to go and spend three, four weeks, two months, and just help them out. Take them places, get what they need. Now, you could do this after work, now there's the key phrase, after work, on the weekend, after five, but me not working a traditional job, doing freelance, writing, doing podcasting in the mornings, late at night, even here, even here, um, I can, I can pretty much drop most things and help. And I'm, I'm, I'm not just proud of that. I don't think it's a matter of being proud. I'm pleased because, you know, I go to the hospital over here and it's a, it's a rehab. It's like a long-term care, um, clinic really. And I see no people my age, no, unless they're nurses. Uh, I see them, but no people my age, definitely not, you know, wearing shorts and a t-shirt like I am because we can't or, or we won't. That's another thing. And I don't want to, you know, I'm not blaming anybody, but there are, there are also people who just wouldn't do this. Uh, my own mother at one point said, asked, no, was talking to me. And she said, um, she was describing what happened to grandma and that she would have to be here and that it was going to be difficult. And I said, I was in Amsterdam, of course, where I'm based, as you should probably know. And I said, I'll, I'll come to Portugal and I'll, I'll stay. I'll stay a while anyway, you know, a month. I'll stay. I'll take grandpa places. I'll work from there. You know, it's not the same as being home. My home is my home, of course. I have my life. I have my friends. I have my frisbee. <laughs> um, it's harder to work here. There's more 
sometimes there's more distraction, sometimes there's less distraction, but both of those things somehow do not equal the formula that I like, which I have in Amsterdam for, for be, having ideas, for being productive, and so on. So it's a rare thing. That's how I feel anyway. Maybe, maybe I'm exaggerating. Uh, that's possible. But I feel very just in a unique place, like an astronaut, like a, you know, I'm walking on the moon here, only, you know, we could all walk on the moon, it's just that life gets in the way. Uh, job, kids, the, the, again, the will not to do it at all. Um, there's a, a level of sadness if you walk into a hospital on a daily basis, especially in which one is, that is filled with mostly old people. There's a certain sadness you're going to be confronted with, and it's every day... And it's, it's really seeing people at their weakest. And, uh, and I'm facing that. Um, now, I don't think it's that hard. But I recognize that not everybody will want to do this. And maybe not everybody will do this. Anyway, it's not a patting myself on the back thing. It's a recognition of something special. Something that doesn't happen every day. So I'm driving on the highway now, which must be terrible on the ears, uh, because this car is old. It's an old Honda Civic from the 90s, and it, um, well, it doesn't have much isolation between us and the outside world, so I can hear most everything out there on the highway. But I'm hoping you can hear me. Uh, I'm going to keep recording, whether it's a good idea or not. Um, I didn't have a lot of podcasts set up before I came out here. I just thought I would figure it out. Um, but I also wanted to be able to just reflect on what are personal matters. But I think these are personal matters that many people will face. Um, you know, besides the part where your, your grandparents get old, if you still have them, and then you have to help them out. And it, it, it's amazing to me the stuff that, you know, pride, right? Grandparents won't let you help them with certain things. And it's also interesting when pride starts to finally go away, when my grandmother will allow me to feed her, even though she doesn't need me to feed her, but there are days where she's really sad or she has pains. So it's, it's amazing to me. My own grandmother lets me feed her sometimes, um, which I probably shouldn't do. But in contrast, one year ago, for sure one year ago, even less, before this broken leg incident, she would have never accepted my help in this way. She w it would have just been a matter of honor and and pride. I I can feed myself, and it's amazing how that pride has been put away somewhat, somewhat. But that's the other challenging thing here: when you're facing old age, when you have an injury, that you either I see it as this: you either have the will to keep going despite your age, despite the pains, uh, despite a certain sense of satisfaction. I think my grandparents are very satisfied with their lives. They've seen their grandchildren grow up. They're now seeing great-grandchildren grow up. Not mine, of course, but um, my brother's. And I think there's a sense of we've done everything we want. Um, if you've ever seen that, that movie, Meet Joe Black, which I don't, I, I'm sure many people hate, but I, I like it very much. And um, what is his name? The Old Man... Um, Hopkins, Anthony Hopkins. At one point, just at the end, he says something like, I want nothing more. He was describing his life, and he said, I want nothing more. Now, 
I see my grandparents as in this position. So in fact, they're not obsessed with living. <laughs> it's funny to say that, but I see it. They're cool. If they go tomorrow, they're ready. That said, they've got life. They've got jokes they want to tell. They've got gossip. They've got stories. Uh, between the two of them, they're constantly playing, kissing each other. Uh, my grandfather is, is just constantly doing rhymes and poetry. He, 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 my grandfather actually makes rhymes based on what my grandmother says sometimes. He did that today. Um, this, to me, equals this desire to keep going because it's fun. Again, despite the pain, despite old age and all its limitations and not being able to do so many things and, and the tiredness that comes with it, there is this life. People say it, right? She still has life. She's so lively. That's what this means to me. So here I am visiting. Uh, I'm bringing this very old man to visit his wife, my grandparents, um, who is teetering. I would say teetering on this line between the will and the hope to get better and to live on and to you know hang out a few more years and the, the, the option, because it's almost like an option, to say, nah, no, nah, I'm done. And I see it change almost on a daily basis for my grandmother. One day she's dressed, she's in the wheelchair. She, I hear she tried to take a few steps during physiotherapy, physical therapy. Um, the next day, she's still in her pajamas, and it's 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and she, 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 she's just in pain, and she's like, what am I doing? This is never going to work. I'm never going to walk again, and I'm pretty much done. This is one day to another. This is an old woman who is, to some extent, to a large extent, satisfied with her life, sort of hanging... And I think some of it is a decision. You actually, I think you can decide if you want to push more. Push and, and stretch the whatever boundaries that your body has given you, that time has given you. Um, and I wonder, I can't tell actually, to be perfectly honest, I can't tell if my grandmother really wants to push it any further. I, I want to say she, she does because she's still joking in between all the complaints and the sadness. And she still, she can still, like, I'll give her a look. I won't even say anything. And I'll just nod my head in a playful way, like I know what you're thinking. And she'll squint her eyes back at me, and she'll nod like, I know what you're thinking. And we're doing this whole playful nodding and squinting, and only a person who's just funny and fun and has life would do this. I think, I think. Were it really a, a, a situation of despair and, and give it up, I've got nothing left, then this wouldn't happen. You would get a blank stare. You would get a, I don't want this anymore. I don't feel like playing ever. But that's not what happens here. Now, this is all very personal. I hope, I hope for someone this is of interest, and if it isn't, well, fair enough. You know, it's for me then. That's the thing about the stream of consciousness. It's either just for me or it's for me and perhaps it hits you in some way. <laughs> Maybe. The other thing that happens in my family, so you're listening to an American who is Portuguese, not by birth, but by, by heritage, and therefore I can, I have my citizenship, I have my existence here that I've cultivated uh, bits and pieces over time. I have a life here when I want, when I come back. But 
I went and I moved to a third country. Wasn't enough to be, you know, a Portuguese American. Now, for the better part of my adult life, I've lived in the Netherlands. Uh, I'm not Dutch. I don't feel Dutch most for the most part, but I am completely comfortable in a Dutch environment. I almost prefer it, to be honest. Even with all its bad aspects, and I won't sit here and try and list them, but there are bad aspects to being in the Netherlands as compared to, say, Portugal. Uh, I still feel comfortable in its awkwardness and its th even among the things I don't like. Um, so I bring this up because I recognize how this complicates life. <laughs> life is complicated, but here I am visiting from the Netherlands to help take care of my grandparents who live in Portugal, who once immigrated to the United States and then came back. In the case of my parents, they have to come from the United States to help my grandparents who were back here in Portugal. Again, I repeat myself. They usually only come here in the summer because they've got work for the for most part. My father is mostly retired, but still has jobs, uh, freelance jobs. So they have to go back one country. I, I also have to go back basically one country, but I recognize how later in life, say my parents are in the U.S., well then, I have to go back to the U.S. to help them out, which is not my home anymore, and I don't think will be. So I have to come from the Netherlands. I'm getting ahead of myself. What I'm saying is, I love, and it is who I am, a person between countries. I love all three of these places. I refuse to give any of them up. Um, Portugal, the Netherlands, and the U.S. will always be a part of my life. If I, if I have anything to say about it, um, and I do. But I confess, I admit, when I sit here with my grandparents, who are back in the place where they started, but most of their family is not, and, and maybe even if they were, they would be too busy. It's possible, but we don't know how we would be. Okay, anyway. But I recognize how the more countries you throw in, to your life and where your life is and then where your relatives are, the harder it is when your family's in need. Now, there are, there are lots of other details to this. There's the friends that you have, um, which in Amsterdam, my friends are like my family. And, you know, people say you can only rely on family. But in my 32 years of experience, uh, though it's nothing compared to 80 or 90 years, but in my 32 years, what I find is Sometimes, many times, the right friends are far better than family. They, they outdo family. They go beyond what family would go beyond. And they don't get into those petty conflicts that families can get to, especially Portuguese families, I have to say. I see Portuguese families, a lot of family conflicts. You know, maybe divide a family or... Yeah. Families are also very big, so maybe it's because they're so big that they can't all get along. Um, what's the point of all this? Well, it's reflections on, on my first week helping my grandparents through this, if, if we're going to get through this, and I think we are somehow. Um, and my, the lesson that I have so far, that I think people reach at different ages and at different stages anyway, is that I love being an international person. I will stay the international person that I am. But I will not pretend that I don't see 
down the line, never mind now, but down the line with old age and any health problems that may occur for myself, for my relatives, for very close relatives, I, I see how complicated it can be and how hard it is. And, you know, and, and I'm also thinking, because it matters, the stuff, oh, the stuff, right? The house, the house your grandparents live in, the house your parents live in, the stuff they have. Uh, some of it, you know, you just, you sell, you give away, you throw out, but there's still stuff, stuff perhaps of great importance to you. Where do you, what do you do with it? Where do you put it? Where are you going to keep it? And if you keep it, how are you going to keep it well? Is it going to be maintained, whatever the stuff is? House, where are you going to, how many houses can you have? Can you afford it? Even if you can't afford it, do you keep them in working condition? How many crises? Do you, I mean, I'm babbling, but you, you know what I'm talking about. Some of you out there, especially my, my immigrant friends who, who have lived one place and moved another or who grew up somewhere and, and now live somewhere else. This is so complicated. And it's beautiful, especially during the good years. <laughs> it's very beautiful. And I think it's a testament to how small the world is in many ways and how we can really... We are not just the place that we live. We are far, we are far more than the place where we live. Um, and we can handle it. But that it, it takes a lot of energy. And when things go bad, it's extra hard. And I know this. I know this, but to experience it is something else. Um, yeah, now I still encourage all of you to go live somewhere else. <laughs> Hold on, I'm pulling into College de Reinga, the narrow streets, and uh, I should not be... Well, I could probably do whatever I want. Nobody knows. These guys are looking at me. Good, good, good. I'm here in the middle of Caldas, beautiful city in its own strange way, in its own chaotic, disorganized way. Very ancient. And, uh, I, you know, I like this town and it's, I wouldn't want to live here, but I do like this town. And I have high-speed internet in this town, so that also makes me happy. And you got the morning market with all the fresh fruits, where every morning the, uh, fruit stand guy, I bought some figs yesterday, and he's going on and on about how nobody comes to the morning market anymore, and it's sad. And of course, the joke is on Portugal, or Portuguese people, they're doing it to themselves, as many countries have already. Portugal is choosing for big box stores. This is just one big box store after another as soon as you get out of town, the town center, city center. So, and the Portuguese care only about low prices. That's all they care about. They don't care if you've murdered to make prices low. If the prices are low, they're going to come to your store. And they will choose those big box stores over that morning market that they have gone to their entire lives. This is not uniquely Portuguese, but Portugal happened to have hit this a little later than other countries and seems to sit around wondering how did this happen? When, you know, how this happened is, is right in front of our faces here. Right in front of their faces, our faces. I say ours, I'm Portuguese, but I'm not. But I am, but I'm not. Oh, shut up. Here I go to the Catholic University, which is a building one-fourth the size of my high school, yet somehow is considered a university. I'm amazed. They also can't seem to afford a lawnmower or paint. So uh, I guess the Catholic Church isn't providing here. Anyway, this was a, uh, what I think was probably a 20-minute rant, or, 
or let's be positive stream of consciousness and I think that there is a use for this I think that if you listen to my program you through my interviews you may know me but now here's another way to know me and why know me well maybe because I can help maybe just distract you from life that's possible but I'd rather give you ideas and share with you maybe we together share something and I don't know hold on people people neighbors all right I don't want I don't want neighbors to be looking at me it's, it's just too much I'm climbing high above the city near the radio station how fitting I live near the radio station to my mom's house where there is no mom of course it's just me everybody's back in the US right now and it's, uh, it's, it's Portugal, so it's beautiful weather. I know you'd want to know that. Sunny. Well, now it's end of the day. The sun is just about gone behind the horizon. And all the things I could tell you about Portugal. But I'll save it for another show. One car ride, one show. That's the policy. Uh, I will be back next week with uh, perhaps the more proper podcast featuring guests and issues. Um, that have an impact in this world. And if you do want to hear me discussing the news, there is the podcast... That was the emergency break. There is the podcast known as News of the World. That's news with a Z. News, yes, yes, slangish. And uh, that's weekly. Tim and I, Tim Pritlove from Berlin and I, we discuss a few news items and we look a little bit at what's behind that news, if possible, or we just, well, we just talk about it. Anyway... I am Bicycle Mark. This is citizenreporter.org, normally a podcast dedicated to underreported news, but not limited to that. Thanks so much for joining me now, and and as always, I appreciate it. I'm glad to have you. And now, I'm going to cook myself some dinner. Goodbye from Portugal. Goodbye. See you. Quem beber água do bengo vai querer ficar Quem beber água do bengo vai se namorar. Quem beber água do bengo, beba água da fonte. Quem beber água do bengo vai se namorar. Da sabedoria da voz minha.
beber água do bengo vai querer ficar. Quem beber água do bengo vai se namorar. Te canto, te canto da alma, 